Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the past, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. And welcome back, my naughty little listeners, to Dr. Zoe Today. Tonight we are going to be discussing female sexuality, the importance of orgasms and having a healthy badge. I have with me tonight a special guest. She's appeared on the TLC show Extreme Cougar Wives, TMZ, Inside Edition, Howard Stern, ABC Nightline, CBS News, or you may remember her from right here on the Dr. Zoe Today Show. She's also one of our latest Catapult Enterprises celeb coaches, specializing in anti-aging and female sexuality. Hattie Retroage, welcome back to Dr. Zoe Today. Terrific to be here. (laughs) Okay, let's (laughs) tell people how they can keep up with you. Um, One of the things that would be good is your Twitter account. So, um, Hattie, your Twitter account, go ahead and tell my listeners. Yeah, it's Hattie Retroage. Also, if you want to see me on YouTube, there's quite a lot of videos on Hattie Retroage, R-E-T-R-O-A-G-E. And your Twitter is at RetroAge. It's just simply at and then R-E-T-R-O-A-G-E on Twitter. You can check her out. And as I mentioned, Hattie is also one of our Master Certified Coaches with Catapult Enterprises, my company, that I am so pleased to have her on board on our Celeb Coaches team. And she is specializing in anti-aging, and she's been doing this for quite a while, and She's also a consultant on female sexuality. So you're going to listen to Hattie tonight on the show, and if you would like to get in contact to hire Hattie as a personal consultant and know that it's 100% confidential, you can contact us at catapultent.com. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com. Hattie, you would be shocked. So we're going to talk about the importance of the female orgasm, and you would be shocked how many women they either write in here on the show or through my coaching practice that I've had for years um, will tell me that they've never had an orgasm. But I think it's important that we talk about the importance of having a healthy vagina first. What do you think? Well, I do agree because I think that one of the reasons that boys jerk off and they do this circle jerk when they're young, and they're real proud of it, whereas girls usually are ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> circle jerk, oh, my goodness, okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I know, you know, boys, they, they jerk off, at, you know, when they go through puberty and stuff like that, and with girls, it's more of a taboo for girls to talk about it, and it's something in society that really needs to change because I think that a lot of girls who grow up to be women, they don't really have a clue on how to take care of themselves and things like that. Something that you and I have discussed um, is that we're both really picky when it comes to our vaginas. So you told me a hilarious (laughs) joke the other day. Tell my listeners that joke you told me the other day. (laughs) I don't remember because we're always laughing. Oh, my goodness. But you say we're very open about this. It 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 was about the man walking past. Oh, the yes, man. yes, yes. Now I remember. There's a blind man, <laughs> and he's walking past the Fulton Fish Market. That's a famous fish market in New York. And he says, Mother, is that you? <laughs> I was dying. I was dying when he told me that joke the other day. And I, I got off the phone with you and had to tell my team members that joke. I was just dying. You're so funny. But, you know, I think that, you know, women have just not been taught um, by their yeah. mothers. And, you know, uh, my mom, God bless her, she would never talk to me about sex. So everything I learned about sex, I was really kind of learning on the play art or learning from listening to Dr. Ruth, a show a lot like my show. 
I, um, as a young girl, I would have this little radio and I would just hide it underneath my pillow and I'd listen to Dr. Ruth talk about mm-hmm. penises and vaginas and stuff like that. But I do remember my mom handing me a squeegee bottle and she was like, not a douche, but a squeegee bottle. And she was like, fill this up with warm water and I want you to rinse yourself off from front to back and you have to take care of yourself because, you know, if you don't, you can get really nasty down there and things like that. And she was serious when she told me and I took her seriously but I didn't you know I I don't remember her telling me anything else and I think it's something that you know unfortunately a lot of girls are going to have to learn from people like us well when I hear what your mother said to you it was all external so to speak like wash this it's not even like yeah. wash a window and wash your vagina yeah you know yeah. but it has nothing to do with the inside now I think one of the problems with us as young women is all of a sudden, we're doing fine. Everything's fine. We're running. We're jumping. We have no pain. Our breasts aren't really growing yet. There's nothing nothing wrong. We're having a great time being neutral. Right. And all of a sudden, we start going breasts and they growing, and they start to hurt a little bit. Okay, handleable, manageable. When it comes to the vagina, all of a sudden, blood is pouring out of you like blood. <laughs> now, nobody loves the idea of blood except a vampire, and there aren't too many of them around right. as far as we know. So what happens is when you learn about it either from your parents or you discuss it or whatever, they say, well, now you could be a mother. Well, big fucking deal. Meanwhile, I'm bleeding, and in 20 years I can have a baby and bleed some more. <laughs> Boy, this sounds great. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, too, is that, you know, you think about how young. Um, I was, like, fifth grade, 11 or 12, I Me think, too, when I got my. Early. Yeah, when I got my period and I started, you know, I had, like, the biggest boobies in class. So I would, like, I would lean over because I was, like, ashamed, you know, that I had these big boobs. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that needs to be in society talked about a little bit more open. I remember, you know, and talking about having a healthy vag, I remember being a teenager and I was dating this boy and he was older than me and he was a boxer. He was an Italian boy, and he was so cute. His name was Joey, and he was a boxer, and he was, like, on TNT boxing. And I was all snuggled up to him one night, and I said, I said, baby, why do you shave your underarms, and why do you shave your legs? And he looked over at me, and and he said, because wherever there's hair, there's smell. So that night, I, like, shaved my vagina, and ever since then, like, I can't stand any hair, like, none. Like, I have to be bald. It's just my personal preference. But I know that you've told me, Miss Hattie, that you're very picky about your vag as well. (laughs) Well, I think this is, like, amazing. I'm more than double your age, and everything you said could have actually come out of my mouth precisely the same, I'm telling you. I mean, we're... (laughs) We're not moldy, but we came out of the same mold, darling. We're cut from the same cloth. I know. I love you. Pure silk. (laughs) Pure, beautiful silk. Now, I developed early, and I was so ashamed of my breasts that my bra had so many safety pins to tighten it that if I sneezed, I was impaled. going shopping for my first bra and my mother and I actually got in an argument because I had these bigger titties and I wanted, you know, a certain kind of bra and my mom was like, no, you're going to get this plain training bra and I was like, look, I know we put off getting me a bra for a while but I have breasts, I need a bra bra and we ended up getting in an argument in the, I think it was like a JCPenney's or something like that and we ended up getting in an argument and the cashier, the sales lady walked over and was like, what seems to be the problem, ma'am? You can't pull your daughter's hair because she wants a bra, a brassiere. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was so funny. It was hilarious. But, but yeah, so what? Um, so as you were developing and you got breasts and stuff like that, when did you start to realize the importance of having a healthy vag, like taking care of your vagina? Well, it was because I'm very meticulous about smell in particular. Yeah. And... Um, I always wanted a smell really sweet, and when I was much younger, of course, there was no hair, as as Johnny, your boyfriend, said. 
So there was no smells. I was sweet. I felt young. I felt innocent. I felt yeah. vibrant. But then when I started to masturbate, and if I smelled my fingers, I didn't like the smell. <laughs> and there was nobody I could talk to. Now, I think, uh, Zoe, that that's part of the problem. That little girl. I was, licky. I was a little sick. I would lick my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little, I was a little crazy from the beginning. Okay, so you didn't like the smell. So then, some girls, so I didn't. But, yeah. But nevertheless, I really masturbated all the time. Now everybody's different, by the way. Yeah. There are some people, some uh, children, who will masturbate. They don't know it's sexual. They just know they like the feeling, so they yeah. go under a faucet or they. I used to just. Sit on it. I said, if it sticks out and feels good, sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> if it sticks out and it feels good, sit on it. You are hilarious. That is so funny. Yeah, there's. I think there's different things that girls end up doing, like um, rubbing the blankets up against their right, vaginas right. or humping the side of the bed. Ooh, this feels good. Or experimenting, you know, when they're younger, whether it's, you know, with friends or whatever the case may be. And they start to figure out, oh, that feels good. I can remember, you know, seeing it as a child as well. And then you have a lot, and we need to do, we need to bring this up because it's really the case with a lot of people that there's sexual abuse um, in their lives, and they start to identify, you know, they start to have orgasms really young because there's some type of molestation or sexual abuse, which is really more prevalent than we like to believe. Yes, so true. as they as you come sexually aware and you start to have orgasms, you start to masturbate and things like that. And you'd be surprised too because, Hattie, there's women on the other end of the spectrum who still do not masturbate. I had a 31-year-old woman that wrote in last week, still had not had an orgasm, still had not masturbated, which is a shame, and we'll get into that in a minute. But as far as keeping um, the taste, you know, or the smell, uh, something, you know, is like fruit juices and not anything really high, high in sugar, but like um, Mm -hmm. pineapple and um, different fruit juices can help with the taste. Um, If they, you know, um, cutting back on acidic, like acid foods, like pizza sauce and things like like that, spaghetti sauce and things like that, anything that would be acidy, um, a lot of, if they eat a lot of citrus, it'll make make it more, you know, um, strong. But Dr. Zoe, I don't think it's so much what goes in the mouth. I think it's a lot of what, well, let's get below the waist again. And yeah. I think proper cleansing is more important. Oh, yeah, that's anybody. important as well. Oh, it's it, it's of crucial importance. The other thing is the issue of shame. Right. Now, part of the reason that people can be, women can be ashamed of orgasm is because you lose control. And there are people who don't want to lose control. They don't think right. it's wonderful. So you could be screaming and yelling and shaking and crying and <laughs> laughing and all those things. And they seem like, why am I doing this? I'm, right. I'm well brought up. I'm polite. I'm, you know. So I think that part of the thing is, is to allow oneself to let go. And whatever right. comes out, that's what you want to be mindful that this is good, this is me, this is real, this why, is great. Patty, why do you think that women are so ashamed to talk about their vaginas? Because they don't have penises. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but it's you. like, go ahead. Uh, there was a little girl when I used to teach dance, and she was just an adorable kid, Amy. And all of a sudden, she says, I hate my mother. I said, Amy, why do you hate your mother? She said, because she gave my brother a penis and she didn't give me one. Oh, my goodness. Because sometimes little girls think that they are missing something, really, especially if they have brothers or whatever. So I said, oh, you want to be a boy? She says, no, I hate you. I said, why do you hate me, Amy? She says, I didn't say I wanted to be a boy. I love being a girl. I just said I want a penis. <laughs> and now Amy is. <laughs> no. Oh, that is no, hilarious. No, she's not a, a transsexual. She really just decided what she wants, and I'm sure that she has no I trouble having orgasms. I think as a orgasm. little girl, I think as a little girl, you know, we are. I had a, I had a brother growing up as well, and I think that sometimes it's just curious to wonder what it's like, like wonder what that's like. And then as you get older and you start to educate yourself, you figure out that your clitoris is just like a tiny little penis. It has a lot of, 
It has the same nerve endings. It has a lot of the same sensations. It um, will swell up with pleasure, you know, things like that. Um, I think another thing as far as having a healthy pussy. Okay, so let's talk about what Hattie you know, what would be your advice as far as cleanliness? I say women should never douche because it messes up the pH balance in their vaginas. You know, if they swim a lot or if they have a lot of sex, especially if they're with a new partner, they have to be really careful to keep the pH level um, mm-hmm. in their vagina right because otherwise it can make them susceptible to yeast infections and other issues that are right. really not nice. So like yogurt, you know, yogurt that's low in sugar that has as, you know, the the proper, um, uh, what am I thinking of? Acidophilus, the, probiotics. Yes. Yeah, yes. All those, absolutely. Yes. Dr. And apple cider vinegar, another thing that's very um, effective as far as keeping the pH. A lot of people take like a half a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar like every day, you know, just to keep the pH in their vaginas um, proper. What would you say as far as the cleanliness? Of course, cleaning from front to back. Um, you were talking to me the other day about something. Um, what, what are your a couple of your tips, Hattie? Well, I actually do cleanse internally, but that's something I only speak about in private session with someone because it's very, very personal. Right. I believe that the the inside of the vagina up until the cervix has a lot of glop in there because we're biped. We're not on four. We're up, so it's all compressed in there. And I think that's a lot of reasons why people have uh, negative pap smears and stuff. Because if you didn't brush your teeth and keep those gums clean, you would have trouble with your gums. And I feel that the inside of the vagina, all the way up to the cervix, needs to be cleansed. And that's what I teach when we talk privately about what's happening up Okay. There. And listeners, if you're interested in hiring Hattie Retro Age for um, issues on female sexuality or anti-aging, and this goes into when we talk about holistic anti-aging um, with Hattie as a master certified uh, catapult celebrity coach, we're not talking about just the anti-aging of the face, the skin, the breasts. We're talking about also the vagina, the uterus, all of the inner workings. Yes, and orgasm. So you can contact us at catapultent.com. That's K-A-T-A. P-U-L-T, catapult with a K, and then E-N-T, short for enterprises.com, and click on the Catapult uh, Celeb Coaches tab. You can also call toll-free 1-844-LIVE, L-I-V-E-V-I-P. That's 1-844-LIVE-V-I-P, and that's a toll-free number if you're interested in hiring Hattie as a personal uh, coach or consultant. So let's talk about, Hattie, something that comes up a lot for me, because you know primarily my, um, my, my coaching clients are males, a lot of high-powered, uh, affluential, high-performance males. Sure. And something that, you know, for years I've been dealing with men for, you know, for years on a one-on-one confidential basis, and something that comes up a lot is they will complain about their wives' vaginas after they've had a child or after they've gone, you know, they've been together for a while, Mm -hmm. and they'll talk about how the woman, you know, has not taken care of their vaginas, or they haven't taken any, I don't think women are educated on Kegel exercises. Another thing that's really disgusting that I don't know if you're aware of or not, something that's like a a modern-day phenomenon is a lot of young women, and it's pretty popular in lesbian porn, but it's also popular in straight porn and sex as well, is that these women are wanting to be fist-fucked. Have you heard about that? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so all right, so the idea behind the fist fucking is that they're gonna hit the G spot and make the, and make the person squirt, which I mean, seriously, you can squirt so many different ways. You don't have to do that. And the thing that's so sad is that these girls and these women who, you know, think that this is something that's normal, they have these disgusting stretched-out pussies, and they're so young, and it's disgusting. Something that, you know, I think in other cultures, um, not the American culture, but I think like um, the Asian culture and other cultures, they have the Ben's wall balls. They pride themselves on keeping their vaginas tight. 
And to all the women listening out there, because, like, I was always friends with a lot of guys, and then here I am, the confidential coach to men, and trust me, I'm thankful that I heard this stuff years and years ago because I did the research and I was like, wow, like, how do you – so Kegel exercises, how do you – what do you think about Kegels? Absolutely, you have to do them. In fact, you have to do them rhythmically. So if I'm at a concert and I'm smiling, you know it's not just because the music is good. (laughs) You have to keep those muscles vital. Now, the thing is, about fist-fucking, the problem there is there's violence. There can be violence. And a lot of people get off on violence. You know, women go for the bad boys or something. This is another whole psychological issue. Yeah. If a if a woman only gets orgasms from violence, that's a psychological thing that she has to look into because that is not going to sustain her through time. After all, sex and love mm-hmm. and orgasms, they are very closely aligned and there isn't positive love when there's rage. Right. It can get you off. And it right. happens so many times, but it's attached to negativity. Yeah, the yeah. long-term effect of it is exactly. very, very negative, definitely. Exactly. And that's a whole other show. I mean, you know, we do shows on fetishes and what people get off on. But as far as Kegel exercises go, um, some people are out there and they're just like, well, what the heck is that? And I'm too embarrassed to Google it or I can't because I have people around me. And basically um, when you're peeing, and men actually can do Kegel exercises as well, but when you're going Going pee and you stop the flow of the urine, that muscle that you stop right. the flow the of the sphincter. urine with, yes, that's yeah. your, your kegel muscle. And you can, you know, do kegels anywhere while you're driving, while you're getting your nails done, while you're on the phone, when you're at work, when you're – and nobody needs to know. You just – and sometimes I like to tell women to think of it as a little elevator going up inside Cute. of your vagina. That's adorable. That's yeah, because you can tighten the beginning of the v- vagina, and then you can go up, 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 and hold for like a count of five, and then release. And then again, up, 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 and hold for the count of five, and release. And you can get your pussy so tight that you can actually get to the point where you can just move those muscles and basically fuck yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> and, make, and make yourself Masturbation without touching. Absolutely. Yeah, and then and you should Bell. also, yes, and you should also be able to clench onto, um, you know, your man's, your man's penis, and you should be able to clench down, and you should be able to clench onto that. So mm-hmm. there's never any complaints about having a loose, you know, vagina and things like that. So it's just a matter of starting off, and then if you keep doing them, like any muscle you work, it's going to get stronger and stronger. Absolutely. So any, anything else, Hattie, that you'd like to add about having a healthy vagina? Well, I do believe that whether or not you feel like masturbating, that it's, it's, you should masturbate. Just do it. It's like, well, I, one of my jokes, because, you know, I, I like to joke about these things because they can be terribly serious and pull you down, and I want to make sure that sexuality always is enlivens and enlightens and lifts a person. So I said, the other night, I really didn't feel like masturbating, but I know how important it is to have orgasms. So I faked an orgasm to myself. (laughs) You faked an orgasm last time you were on the show, Hattie. Don't even play coy with me. At the end of the last... And everyone listening, you can go in the Dr. Zoe Today app and you can look up the archives from the last time that Hattie was on Dr. Zoe Today. She went topless on Howard Stern and then I was like, well, at least you're going to fake an orgasm for me. So listen, we are going to take a quick commercial break and we come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the importance of the female orgasm. Shouldn't the product you use in your private parts be organic? Introducing Sex Butter by Dr. Zoe, a healthy, organic, and even edible vaginal and penis lubricant. Naturally enhances sexual pleasure, promotes arousal and orgasm, is antifungal and antibacterial, and smells delicious. Can be used with a partner or alone. (gasps) Purchase your Sex Butter by Dr. Zoe in the Dr. Zoe Today app or at drzoetoday.com. That's D-R-Z-O-E-T-O-D-A-Y dot com. Everything is better with the butter. Mm. 
That's right. Everything is better with the butter, and that is uh, organic lube that you can actually eat, and um, it is so safe. And really, I <laughs> I have it for myself mostly because you know um, so many years of you know keeping that tight, and then you need a lube, and then there's KY, and there's all these different lubes out there, and they're not safe, and they're not healthy for your vagina. So. Uh, oh. sex- Yes, yeah, sex butter by Dr. Zoe. That makes me think of something. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Zoe. If you use tampons or napkins, please, even if it's more expensive, and it is more expensive, you must get the natural ones in the health food store. All the other napkins internally and externally are filled with toxins and chemicals, really. And that's the most delicate, delicate part of your body. The Mm. mucous membranes are completely exposed. I tell this to countless clients. Step one, those membranes have to be contacted by organic cotton that has no bleach in it, that has no toxins in it, that has no chemicals, that has no perfumes in it. All oh, yeah, things. perfumes are the worst. That's the absolute yes, worst darling. thing you can Awful. do. And all those things can it can cause some very serious problems. Now, whenever right. you think of getting sick, that takes away your sexuality. A smelly pussy, of course. A sick <laughs> pussy, of course. Those things are going to not make you delight in the fantastic experience, this oceanic, symphonic masterpiece of of excitement from the human body that you're giving to yourself or sharing with a partner. So you're talking about tampons and maxi pads, and you're saying to go to the health food stores and get the ones that are not do not have bleached. Um, just, just the purely natural, and in this right. case, an organic cotton. They say organic. Right. Now, organic is overused, but let me tell you, in this case, you don't have to be thinking about vegetables and milk and, and what should I do and what shouldn't I do. <laughs> Just go into the health food store and get your tampons and your pads organic. Yeah, another – Or you'll get sick. Yeah, from. another thing, you know, before you move into orgasms, the other thing with um, having a healthy vag, a lot of times, like, I love, like, Victoria's Secret's looking underwear and stuff like that. But if you wear them for a long time and you wear them every day, um, silk is really not healthy for your vagina. You really should get cotton thongs, um, cotton panties. And if it's not, if they're silky and they're lacy, at least get one that has a cotton crotch because that's another wash them first. Yeah, and don't wear panties when you don't have to. Okay, that's, yeah, (laughs) I never wear. my language at all. I never never wear. I hardly ever wear panties. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. The only time, see, I still menstruate, so the only time I wear panties is when I have my period or when I'm trying to look sexy. Sometimes when I wear a skirt and not all the time. Okay, so let's do a little history lesson here about the orgasm. So I'm gonna. We've talked about this before, Hattie, and uh, we've talked about hysteria, where women were actually encouraged to withhold sex from their husbands. This was like a big medical mastermind thing, and like everything under the sun that a woman could have, whether it was a nervous condition or stress or whatever it is, they just always marked it as hysteria. Now this went on from the 1800s. About 1859 is when hysteria came out and it went all the way up to the 1940s into like the early 50s a little bit Mm -hmm. in 1870 Hattie 1870 a clockwork driven vibrator was invented for physicians so what happened at first was all of these women were labeled with this hysteria um, condition and they were going into the doctor's offices in the 1800s and the doctors were manually um, masturbating them to have an orgasm and then they would go to the doctor's office to have an orgasm but the the history of it is that some doctors it would take them two hours sometimes to get these women off and if a doctor could not bring the woman to orgasm they were losing patience and it wasn't good for business so what doctors ended up doing as they came up with the first vibrator, okay, in 1870, that was just for physicians to help 
you know, what they call turn the bean mm-hmm. and get these women off manually um, and get them to orgasm, to um, treat, quote, unquote, hysteria. Then in 1873, <clears throat> the first electromechanical vibrator was invented by the French, of course. Now, this was not something that was available to the public yet. It was to be used in an asylum for, for the treatment of hysteria in right. women. And then finally, Hattie, in 1918, believe it or not, Sears Roebuck and Company came out with vibrators available to the public. So they became an essential home appliance back then to treat hysteria in women privately. Now, check this out, Hattie. This is nine years before the electric vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Oh, ten and ten years before the iron. Before an iron or an electric vacuum cleaner was was invented was mm-hmm. these vibrators. So with all this being said, and even the medical, year, uh, the medical field for years made a fortune off of getting women off. So obviously the female orgasm is extremely important. Now fast forward to this modern day and age. Hattie, I want you to tell my listeners what you feel the importance of the female orgasm is. The orgasm, the vibration, many of you have heard of vibratory medicine or vibrational healing. Well, those vibrations, like the vibrations of music and the vibrations of drumming, these vibrations make a person healthy. They make you healthy. Mm -hmm. When you interrupt your inner vibrations, your reactions to music, to nature, to another human being, to love, If there's no vibratory physical reaction, you will be confining yourself emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Now, the beauty of that little button in there is it's a tune-up to your spirit, not just your body. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tune-up to your spirit, not just your body. That's true. That's true. And, you know, and it's also important that women, um, I think a lot of women um, that do orgasm or have multiple orgasms, they know how to masturbate and come from their clit. But there's also, like, beautiful things out there that are safe that you can use that, um, or with your partner, you can figure things, you know, how to have an orgasm from the inside and hit and your... And including the anus. Um, yes. And including the anus. Now, I, I don't know about different cities, but in New York, there are two places, the Pleasure Chest and um, there's another that's, that's just fantastic, Babes in Toyland, so they call it Toys in Babeland. And you can go in and see such a variety of um, things, masturbatory yes. things and different yes. ones that go just on top of the clitoris that vibrate at different speeds, others that are like um, penises that go inside, I would caution not to get any of those that are made in China. Right, or plastic. Certain plastics are biodegraded. Like they will break down and cause problems inside. There is, I have about eight toys, and I'm very proud of them. They Mm -hmm. are about, they cost anywhere from $200 to $500 a pop, but... They are so worth it. They are from passionglass.com, and they're actually made from glass, like Pyrex. And I joke around and I say, No, there's crystal in them as well. They're beautifully rendered. Yes. And they're not unsafe. When you hear glass, that might be frightening. That's not so. These are are tempered glass, and they're beautiful. They're crystal, Mm -hmm. and they're easy to clean, and they feel clean when they go inside of you, and they remain clean. Right, and the thing that's awesome about it, I joke around and I say time to do the dishes, so I just take them all out of my drawer, do the dishes, and it, <laughs> they come they come so clean. They are so clean. And then, you know, you w- can wash them, and they're so clean. They're dishwasher safe. The things are going to be around longer than me. I'll tell you that right now. They are, they are so well made and so safe, and you can put them in the freezer. You can heat them up. They can be hot. They can be cold, and they're totally safe, and there's no residue. There's no plastic. There's no smell. There's no nothing. It's just pure, you know, just very, very safe. So whatever you get, there's this new toy that just came out, and it's actually a um, – it is to have the sensation of oral sex. 
and it's like this thing, and it does have some latex on it, but it looks mm-hmm. like it's a safe thing, and you put it on top of your clit, and it simulates oral sex. So I'm ordering that. It's like $159. Mm-hmm. I want to see what that's all about, and then I'm going to talk about it on the show and see if it's a good product or not. But Hattie is right. There's so many things out there to masturbate with, but your own hand your own fingers, your own, you know, your own self and being in touch with yourself when you first start masturbating. A lot of these women who have not had orgasms, I would just encourage you to just explore yourself. Take a mirror. Look at your vagina if you haven't to. Um, get a detachable shower head and get in the shower and put the the sensation of the, the water pressure on your clit. Whatever it takes, I think that a lot of women they're not having orgasms with their men or their female partners and they're wondering why and they really have to get in touch with their own bodies first. Yes. Yeah. Now, I I think that as our audience is listening, as your audience is listening, I'm not sure that they know that I'm more than double your age and we are saying the exact same thing. I am 28 years past menopause, darling. (laughs) I am am honored to be friends with you and to do business with you and be connected to you because even though I'm half your age, I have lived a lot of life and I've had a lot of experience. And, you know, not to say that I was, you know, uh, a bad, bad girl. No, I wasn't. I think there's a huge difference and a huge misconception between being a sexual being and being very erotic and and sensual to being a whore. You know, it's like, oh, she's really sexual and she talks about sex and she's accepting of all different types of people that are, you know, have all different kinds of sexual preferences. She must be a whore or a hussy or, you know, a slut or no. Being sexual and being sensual and being erotic does not mean that you're, you know, promiscuous. It just means that you're really in touch with your sexuality. Hattie, I told you, I'm like, I feel like you're, you know, I mean, we're, we're so much alike, it's unbelievable. And I love that you are bold in what you speak about, that you're well-educated, that you're highly intelligent, and yet you are not afraid to discuss these things. And, oh, my gosh, I can't – there's not another woman on the planet that I think I'm going to be similar to when I'm your age, except you. <laughs> so that's – you know, take that as a compliment. Oh, I certainly do. <clears throat> I want every woman out there – to start cherishing and enjoying her body Mm -hmm. in the way that Zoe does and has and in the way that I do and have. I'm 78 years old, and I have to uh, face older people who are very negative towards me. Mm -hmm. I used to think that my target audience was about 60 to death or something like that. Mm -hmm. But now, I'm telling you, from 18 up, they really want to know and they want to be proud and beautiful and sexual and available and vital and it's just to think that it could be Alzheimer's and walkers and wheelchairs the orgasm is the deepest and most anti-aging and pro-life experience anyone can have so if any woman is hesitant Experience that you are hesitant and go past it. I promise you, Dr. Zoe promises you mm-hmm. that past that embarrassment, past that holding back is the beauty of your life. It's your life force. You have to tap it. You have to honor it. You have to cherish it. You have to play with it. You have to actually love it. So people yes. say, oh, my God, how can I love my vagina? How can I love my pussy? <laughs> well, we're saying, yes. Yes. And, Love and it. then life will pay you back in ways that you don't even imagine. And believe me, I had no idea when I was a, a teenager that I would be 78 one day and be taking my top off in the Howard Stern show and be going to bed with <laughs> men who are Dr. Zoe's age. But let me say, I have some... <laughs> Younger than me. Younger than me, too. Younger than me, too. Well, I'm 
yeah, so I'm in my in my third I'm thirty seven and then you know, I like to date guys that are twenty seven, twenty six right. too. So I'm guilty as charged as well. But yeah, Hattie, we're talking about a huge age difference with the men that you that you yes. were with. Yeah. So but I do good want for to you. Hattie, Hattie, how yeah, often darling. how often do you masturbate now? Oh, a few times a week. Definitely. Good, good. Because, good. because I, and I use your sex butter, too, by the way. Excellent, excellent. Because it's a lubricant and it smells delicious mm-hmm. and, and it, it has a little warming effect also. And I also know as an organic fanatic that it's the best best thing uh, that can go on any mucous membranes in your body. And it's just fabulous. It makes you feel clean, wet, alive. It's delicious. And it makes you think of Dr. Zoe and get <laughs> on the phone and you're in Vegas right now, right, Hattie? Yes, I'm in Vegas. And okay, I'm I hear I hear a phone beeping. Do you need to switch phones? We're gonna no, take I a think- Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to answer the listeners' questions on love, sex, and relationships with Hattie Retroage. Now, in case uh, we get cut off... Uh, Dr. Zoe Today is presented by Catapult okay. Enterprises. Catapult has proudly certified over 1,000 life coaches worldwide. Our one-on-one life-changing certification process takes only six weeks to complete. No matter what your career, getting certified as a Catapult Coach will improve your people skills and, more importantly, your clarity of purpose. Work anywhere, make money, and make a difference. Visit CatapultENT.com for more information. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com or call 1-844-LIVE-VIP today. That's 1-844-LIVE-VIP. Okay, and Hattie just became a Catapult Master uh, Certified Life Coach recently. Hattie, how did you, did you like the program, the certification process? Well, I feel that it really tapped deeper issues in myself, and you can be sure that as a psychoanalyst, that I've been dealing with so many issues over my lifetime, and it's so great that taking your certification really codified. It really put a focus that helped me help other people, not only myself. So I'm really thrilled about that. I That's thank awesome. You. That's awesome. And for everyone listening, you can submit your questions on love, sex, and relationships right through the um, Dr. Zoe Today app. You can click on Ask Dr. Zoe there, or you could go to drzoetoday.com and submit your questions there. Okay, Hattie, let's see what our, our listeners have written in. We have an anonymous person who wrote in, my husband likes to share me. He bought it up before we got married, but I didn't think much of it. It wasn't until after we got married that I realized he was serious So after a lot of pressure, I gave in after two years. I started giving other men oral while he watched. He loved it. I hated it. It made me feel disgusting and like a used, cheap whore. I would come to him crying and telling him how it would make me feel, and he would just get mad at me. He says this is the life he wants to have with his wife. Now I've been with six different men over 20 different times and had sex with two of them on several different occasions. I did all this for my husband. It's in no way what I want. I feel like all he cares about is his fantasy sex life. He doesn't want to take my emotions into account. Please help me. What should I do? I think that's very serious, and I don't think that this woman should do these things. If she says that she's really revolted by them, she simply has to stop. If she's saying that and underneath she kind of enjoys it, (laughs) she has to acknowledge that. And that does not make her a slut or anything else. You have to acknowledge who you are as a human being. I never have affairs, and I never uh, cheat or have multiple uh, lovers if I'm in a committed relationship. Now, if she's married and she doesn't want to do this, she has to stop. And if he complains about it, they have to go to an orgasm. I'm sorry, uh, an orgasm. They have to go to a therapist (laughs) to see what you got on my brain, not on my body. But... They have to see a therapist. This is yeah. very serious. This is not him wanting her to wear high heels or wear tight clothing. This right. is her. He's telling her to use her body on someone else, and that bondage 
And right. if she really doesn't want it, she simply has to say no. And if he is going to reject her because of that, so be it. She has to reject him then. It, absolutely no. What do you think, Dr. I Zoe? agree with you 100%. I do feel like it's a form of bondage because she says in here that he doesn't take her emotions into account, which is not really um, the kind of love relationship you want to have with your husband. So um, if it truly makes you feel like a cheap used whore, then you do need to stop. And that's why I tell all of my listeners and all of my clients, it's so important to have open communication and really talk about what is expected in the relationship as you move forward. That way you don't end up in situations like this. But I agree with everything Hattie said. Okay, Maggie writes in, she put, I personally believe that love is when two souls combined, not two bodies. That is why I'm a virgin, and I choose not to have sex until I get married. But I am now 28 years old, and I have not connected with anyone like this. So my question to you is, do you think that love can happen without intimacy? Well, love and intimacy are the same. Can love happen without sex, if that's a question? Right. Yes, of course, I love my children. You, You know, so yes, love can happen without sex, and sex can happen without love. But is her name Maggie, darling? Yes, Maggie. Well, I would advise Maggie, make love to yourself, darling. Masturbate so that your <laughs> your whole orgasm experience and your personal intimacy to yourself stays alive. And then maybe because of that, you will draw a man to you. Exactly. For a woman, I don't want to be sexist. Right, you'll attract, you'll, you will, you'll attract like what you, um, what you're desiring. And I agree. I think that love can definitely happen without intimacy. Okay, Robert wrote in and he said, I came home early. I came home earlier than usual last week, and my girlfriend was masturbating in our bedroom when I got home. So I listened. When she orgasmed, she didn't sound anything like she does when we have sex. This made me feel like she's faking it. The year and a half that we've been together. If I'm not doing something right, I want to know, should I say something? I say definitely. I say talk to her. I just say, just tell her. Just tell her the truth and ask her about it. Open communication is key. What do you say? I think that you can really use that as a way to get closer and have more fun. Say, honey, I happen to hear you have an orgasm with yourself and really turned me on or I thought it was fabulous. And I now know you have all different ways of having orgasms, so share them all with me, and I'll do the same. I agree. I agree. I think don't that's make awesome. her feel guilty, and don't behave as if you you learned something bad about her. Don't do that. Use it for you both to get excitement and pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Ashley writes in and says, I'm technically not supposed to listen to your show because I'm under 18, but I really need advice. I don't have an adult I can talk to. During my sophomore year of high school, I dated a lot of different guys, and I admit I had sex with most of them. Mm-hmm. But, now, but now I'm a junior, and there's this guy I really like a lot. But it seems to me uh, I don't want him to like me just because of my re- reputation of being that girl, quote-unquote. I had to have an abortion this last summer, which really pissed off my dad, and I haven't had sex since because I'm a- too afraid to now. Do you have any advice on fixing a bad reputation or getting a boyfriend without doing anything sexual? Well, I think this uh, question is deeper than the simple mm-hmm. question. I do, And I too. think that it yeah. needs... Um, needs counseling. Now, one great thing about coaching, I'm a trained psychoanalyst, psychotherapist, Mm -hmm. but when you do that kind of work, Mm -hmm. you really are not allowed to give a lot of advice. You listen and you support and you give corrective emotional experience. You ask the right questions. But as a coach, I am able to listen to what you have to say and guide you and help you and give suggestions and interact, that is the beauty of being coached. So you need therapeutic intervention but because there's a personality issue and a social issue and a feelings issue. But when you hire a coach, that coach will help you on all those levels, which will help you now and into your future and help your boyfriend too. (laughs) 
Right, right. Ashley, um, if you're a junior in high school, you're about 16, 17 years old. And, yes, the show is for 18 and up. So we don't encourage anybody underage to listen, even though I know a lot of my listeners are teenagers. Um, I would definitely say, girl, there's something deeper going on. There's something where you've got some daddy issues and you're looking for love in all the wrong places or you have some self-worth issues, something like that. Your high school years need to be the happiest years of your life and then going hopefully into college um, some of the greatest years of your life to enjoy having an abortion at such a young age is very emotionally um, taxing and I definitely would suggest you know talking to your dad and just saying hey I want to have a healthy uh, boyfriend girlfriend relationship with someone and I think I need some coaching would you mind checking out this company and it's catapultent.com k-a-t-a-p-u-l-t e-n-t.com and get in contact with us, and we would be more than happy through one of your parents to help you get paired up with the right coach and um, deal with some of this stuff. So that would be my suggestion. As far as fixing your bad reputation, just you know intuitively within yourself what to do, the way you dress, the way you act, um, not doing the same things that you used to do. Um, And then as far as this boy that you like and attracting him uh, without having to do anything sexual, um, I think that once you get the help that you need and deserve, then you'll be able to attract the right boy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I love young people. I really have a heart for youth. Um, Vicki writes in, Hattie, and she says, my ex-husband and I were married for 26 years. We have four children together. The youngest turned 18 uh, six months ago, so no more child support. I was laid off from my job two months ago. I'm struggling to keep the lights on. My ex is the only child and just inherited $7 million in liquid property and stock. He's a great father, but could care less about me. I asked him to, for help, and he was very rude to me. Is it wrong for me to think that I'm entitled to something? And my answer would be yes. <clears throat> if the marriage is ended, okay, Hattie, do you understand the question? She she got a divorce. She I got had four, it. Yeah, she had four kids with this guy. She lost her job, and she he got an inheritance. She asked him for money. But it's really not his responsibility if the marriage was already dissolved. No, so she can fantasize and hope and wish yeah. that he give her money, and she can ask for it. And the best way to get the money, I believe, is for her to say, you do not owe me this money. It is your money, and I'm thrilled that you have it. I'm requesting some help, if you would, based on our past, and that's it, and that. um I'm talking to the woman now. Ask him in a way that will make him feel generous if he says yes, but never to feel guilty if he says no, because that way that will totally cut off any chance of you getting anything. If you say it in a very lovely way without thinking you're entitled, that at some point your children could ask for money from him and you can ask for money from your children. Right. Okay. I agree and disagree. I think, Vicki, there's a word that she used in here, Hattie, that I don't like. She said, is it wrong for me to think I should be entitled to something? And I think a big problem with people is a sense of entitlement. And I think that I would have, me personally, I'd have too much, um, not pride, but I'd have too much self-worth to go ahead and to ask my ex-husband for money. It's like there's so many things that us women can do to be self-sustaining. And, you know, it, the last thing you want to do is ask your ex no, for I money. Dis- I totally disagree. Ask anybody. <laughs> no, sweetie, don't, don't feel entitled. That's wrong. Right, That's right. That's arrogant. But ask. The other day my friend who goes to uh, help a very old woman who happens to be very wealthy, my friend needed $20,000. She said, I'll never ask that woman. I really love that woman. I don't want to take advantage of her. I said, are you kidding? She might be thrilled. Go ask her. My friend asked her. She has $20,000 to open a tea room, and she will name a tea and a snack after this woman, and everybody's happy. I no. that is beautiful, but this is her ex husband. Doesn't matter. You don't know what went on with them. Yeah, that's they true. They screwed. They were intimate. I just feel she shouldn't feel entitled, and she shouldn't feel that he needs to give her the money. Right. She can request it. If he says no, that's it. But 
she can request. Yeah, I think that it just really does depend on whether she's a bitch or not. <laughs> well, whether his new woman is a bitch. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true, too. But I think that if you say, look, I had four kids with you, and you got this inheritance, and I don't give a shit. If we're divorced, you need to give me some fucking money. Then I think you should go fuck yourself. But if you are like, look, baby, or look, whoever, you know, we have this history together. I raised four of your children. No, I don't even think she should go there. I think right. you should just say, honey, I heard that you had, or whatever, John, I heard you had this inheritance. I think that's so marvelous how great it is that you were able to get that. I'm going to ask you for something, but I want you to know I don't think that I'm entitled to it, and I won't feel bad if you say no, but I would like to ask you. Right. Right. And I think the kids are another option. I think that if you have a good relationship with your children, uh that's probably a better way to go, too. I think the kids, the children being uh, beneficiaries of his um, inheritance and maybe helping that way is another option. Okay, next, Sean. I dated the same girl for three years. I graduated college a year ago, and she graduated this past semester. She feels like it's only logical for her to move in with me. It's getting to the point that I might lose her if I don't agree. I like my personal space, and I don't want her to move in. Does this make me a horrible person? No, it makes you a person that uh, that knows what he wants and knows what he needs. There's nothing horrible about that. The whole thing, again, as the doctors always said, is negotiation. Yeah. So um, if if uh, when you were going out with her, you weren't living together, so for her to demand a change might ruin the relationship as you have come to love it and her. Right. I agree. You have to talk it over. Oh, yeah, I agree. If you're not ready, Sean, don't do it. Because the worst thing you could do if you're not ready to move in together and you move in together, you're going to feel like you're in prison. So um, I would just be really open and honest with her. It sounds like you love her and you don't want to lose her. So I would just be really open and honest with her and tell her that you love her. And it's just not time yet. And um, just be honest. Honesty is the best policy. Okay, Josh. Josh writes in, but how do I hide weed from my wife and 11-year-old son? I work my ass off and I need it to relieve stress, but my wife hates hates the habit, and threatens to divorce me. The bitch is like a fucking mind reader. She gets suspicious and goes sniffing around. I, the letter. I don't even want to hear more of this. I, I, don't, I don't want to hear more from somebody who's ready to lie to his wife, call yeah. her a bitch, whatever. Sorry, no, yeah. no advice from me except start appreciating your wife and stop being a, a, a fly liar. Yeah, it says that she gets suspicious and goes snooping around until she finds it. Basically, women have intuition. It's not that she's a mind reader. It's just that we all have... Uh, he's lying. Yeah. He's, he's lying, and she doesn't like it. Right. He's mind-fucking is what he's doing. Right. got to so, that. Stop it. So basically, again, open communication, um, you know, if you're going to... If you're going to disrespect your wife, too, like that, that's really not good. And you don't want to have weed in the house if you have an 11-year-old son. That's, like, totally not cool. So I would suggest if you really have to smoke, um, go to a friend's house, smoke with them, and never have it on you. That's what I would say. Okay, anonymous. Yesterday I walked in on my boyfriend having sex with my mom. My whole world has been destroyed. Of course, I'll never speak to him again, but I just don't understand how my mom could do this to me. She has apologized and said it just happened and one thing led to another, but I feel extremely betrayed by the two people that I loved most in the world. To make matters worse, everyone is asking me why my boyfriend and I broke up. I'm totally embarrassed. How do I even begin to get over this? Okay, so this is a girl who wrote in anonymously, and she walked in on her mother and her boyfriend having sex. Well, I don't think she should be embarrassed. I think she should be angry. This is a horrible thing. Now, for a mother to betray her own daughter sexually, use that same vagina where she gave birth to her, that's pretty serious. So the, uh, the woman has to work it out with her mother, and then just say to other people, I don't know, it just wasn't working with us anymore, and not confide in anybody but a person who, either a super close friend who won't judge her, who will help to support her, or else to um, a a coach to help her through this. 
But again, this man has to be released. I oh, don't yeah. think you can release your mother. That has to be cleared and forgiven. Exactly. But as far as the guy is concerned, uh, flush him. Oh yeah, she says she's never gonna. She says in here she's never gonna talk to her again. And I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Um, I don't think I would be. A, you, this is what you gotta do. You gotta do damage control. Unfortunately, if your mother and your ex-boyfriend are too immature to do it, then what you're gonna have to do is take your power back and mm-hmm. tell them that you do not want it leaving the privacy of the three of you that know about this incident. And then you just tell people it wasn't working out with the boyfriend. That way you don't have to face that. And I would, if you're very close to your mom, I would take a little breather. I'd try to stay away a little bit so you can process this. And as you're processing it, you need a confidant. You need someone that you can trust, a coach, a counselor, a psychiatrist, like Hattie mentioned. And, you know, definitely work through this. Know that it's not your fault. It's nothing you did. This is not your fault. But you do have to mend the relationship with your mom. It's always going to be your mom, no matter what she did, even though shame on you, whoever the mother is, shame on you. And you'll get through this. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and adversity is always the greatest launching pad for success. And something amazing will come out of this horrible situation, whether you don't see that right now or not. Um, So getting through this is going to make you a stronger woman. Hattie, let's go ahead. And if everybody listening, if you would like to hire Hattie as your personal coach, uh, consultant, confidant, you can check her out at catapultent.com. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com. That's all we have time for tonight. Hattie, thank you so much for being back on the show. 